Welcome to Organizing with Ease. I'm Zenit Siman with Firefly Bridge Organizing. And I'm Deanna Mall with Dees to Clutter. This is where we talk about ways to make organizing easy so that we can enjoy our daily lives with less stress. Miami is a place with such a diverse community, and last week Deanna and I were chatting about some traditions with friends from South America. And so we started looking up traditions from around the world. And it was so inspiring and fun that we thought we'd do an episode on some that we found really interesting. But all we know is what we found on Google, my friends, and our (laughs) friends. So Google, Google is our friends, but also our friends. So please correct us where we're wrong. And also let us know any special traditions from your hometown or your homeland. You can simply email us at any time at hello at owepodcast.com. Now, I suppose that we all understand that New Year's traditions came about as a way to leave behind the old and welcome a better New Year ahead. But it's just so interesting to really compare these traditions side by side and understand the reasons why these are traditions in the first place. Exactly. Why, for example, do we watch the ball drop in Times Square every New Year's Eve? Did you know the history of that, Zenith? Nope, not at all. (laughs) Well, so first off, back in 1904, so get ready, hundreds of thousands of people came to Midtown Manhattan, nearly the new-built New York Times building. Times Square was named after that building. At midnight, fireworks were set off to celebrate, and there were so many fireworks that the building looked as if it was on fire. But while it was a great show, a lot of hot ash rained down onto the streets, and many thousands of people, and so city officials were worried about the liability. So they banned fireworks in 1907. But no. be- it took them three years. It took, it them, took three them three years, years to just, decide yeah. <laughs> that we don't want to burn the people. No. No. <laughs> okay. No. It only Go took ahead. three years. So yeah, took the, did, did the math. But so here we, we keep going now. <laughs> we keep going. But because the New Year's Eve celebration itself in Times Square was such a big hit, the New York Times came up with the gimmick of lowering the New Year's Eve big ball. It was a ball lowered by rope and pulley in those days. But of course... And that tradition came from a much older practice. In in 1833, one of the first time balls, as they were called, was lowered in London at 1 p.m. every day so that the captains of ships passing on the river could verify the time. That original time ball is now at the U.S. Naval Observatory in Washington, D.C., by the way, if you want to go visit. And of course, we will now have the ball in Times Square. Oh, how interesting. So time balls. Time balls. <laughs> were, were an actual thing. I kind of, yeah, kind of wondered why, because as long as I remember, I've been watching the the New York Times ball being dropped down, the big ball being dropped. Yep. <laughs> right? So that's, that's pretty interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Now, have you ever been well, to New York uh, and like in person for New Year's Eve? Oh, no, no. No, never, never, never braved the throngs of people. Nope. Uh, no, I I am right there with you. I, I see it. I see it from afar. Watch it on. When right, I, where I'm TV. warm, where I'm warm. 
or wherever yes. I might be. I was going to say, because often we're watching it and it's like 40 degrees, 38 degrees and the wind is blowing and I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're standing yeah. out there for hours. Right. And I, I'm, I'm not okay quite sure. Yes. I know it's all about the experience, but that one, uh, I'll do that in the comfort of experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of New Year's traditions involve food of some sort. Often things that are round, which signifies everything coming full circle. In Spain and in the Philippines, there's a tradition of eating 12 round fruit, like grapes, one at a time on each stroke of the bell at midnight. Now, if you're thinking about that, like every stroke of the bell, mm -hmm. I have to finish eating a grape, you're going to be munching pretty quickly, right? <laughs> to get to the yes. 12th one. Well, I actually have to say that I have um, participated in the eating of the 12 grapes. Oh, have you? I have. Ooh. And it also, it's supposed to also, like you said, um, aside from everything coming full circle and everything of that nature, but it also is supposed to bring, bring good luck. And mm -hmm. just to give you a side note, it does give you good luck. So... <laughs> it does. It's tried and true. It one. is tried Excellent. and true. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Many Asian cultures celebrate the Lunar New Year by eating long food like noodles because it represents longevity, which, of course, mm -hmm. is a common wish for the New Year for us all. But also on the first day of the Lunar New Year, you shouldn't sweep so that you don't sweep away your good fortune. I'm mm -hmm. happy. To adopt that tradition any time. <laughs> don't sweep. Don't, okay. Just don't sweep. Just don't. <laughs> so, totally my so my rumba is not technically sweeping. He's just, it's like, a, right. that's not, that's right. not that you can't, you can't use that anal analogy. That's sweeping is like no, with the broom. No. So you still have good fortune. Because I still have good fortune because I got I my you. rumba. So there's a whole, that's a whole yes. nother, right. Okay. But yes. really the tradition to clean before the new year is also to, too related to the practice of feng shui, which can lead to a more harmonious and organized living space. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Okay. Now I see how the two kind of right. They go, go kind of go together. Yeah. I clean. Yeah, I yeah. clean after. I clean it after the new year. After the new yes. year. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in Scotland, Hogmanay is the huge year-end celebration that can start a couple of days before New Year's Eve, and it can include the first footer tradition. That is that a dark-haired man must be the first person to cross your threshold on New Year's Day to have good luck that year. And ideally, he'll be carrying gifts of coal to be warm, salt to be wealthy, shortbread to be full, and whiskey, I guess, because it's whiskey. <laughs> it's I guess so, right? Not? Yes, it goes hand in hand, shortbread and, and whiskey. Yes, right. shortbread and whiskey in yes. Scotland. Done. And so now, why a dark-haired man? Well, it's thought that the tradition began during the Viking conquerings. And so the last thing you'd want is a light-haired man crossing your threshold with a big old Viking axe in his hand. So the opposite, a dark-haired man must signify success and life, maybe, and survival. So perhaps that's where the, that dark-haired man tradition came from. Uh, yeah. Well, dark-haired man. Okay. So definitely no blonde, for sure not. Uh, <laughs> but yes. No, no, no. This sound, that's actually, I like that one. That's an interesting tradition. That's fun. Right? That's, that's a, a fun, fun one. one. Yeah. That's a fun one. That is sorry, you can't come in. You you have blonde hair. Right. Exactly. So is sorry. Is your brother around? Yeah. Is your brother around? Does he have dark hair? So, okay. Then I think that we can we can do the we can do the the tradition the correct way. Yes. 
right. <laughs> yes. um, so in Denmark, it's a tradition to throw plates at your friends and neighbors' front doors on New Year's Eve. Huh. Okay, so <laughs> Zenit, okay. Zenit, I will be stopping by your house, and I'll be I'll be throwing some plates there at your door. Some plates at your door. Yeah. Right? So don't be startled. Custom says that by throwing and breaking the dishes, you're leaving aggression and ill will behind before the new year begins. So the more broken dishes you have outside your door, the more luck you'll have the coming year. In other words. If you're not on good terms with your neighbors, now is the time to mend those relationships so that you can have a great big pile of broken dishes at your front door on New Year's Day. Oh, interesting. Okay. And s- I like that. Yeah, and smashing things at your front door in Greece just after midnight, you smash a pomegranate against your door. The number of seeds that fall to the ground tells you how much good luck you'll have in the new year. Oh, that's these are all really fun. I mean, I don't know if I'd throw plates at the front door, but you know, you can smash the plates on the ground in well, front of the front door. Well then that's you have to think about are those the ones you want to let go? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just a thought. What a great way to declutter. It's a great way to declutter. <laughs> Why not? Why don't we just st- think about that? That's a good way of decluttering, That's right? Because otherwise, otherwise, I don't know, like my day dishes, like, oh my gosh, I'd have to go out and buy a new set. I mean, <laughs> a new set. A new set. <laughs> oh, sorry, honey. I had to, I, we have to go buy new dishes. I smashed them all. I just smashed because house. we are going to have good For luck because it's good luck. <laughs> and we, we made amends with our neighbors. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Okay. So in Japan, Buddhist temples ring their bells 108 times exactly. So 107 times before midnight and once when the clock strikes midnight. This is meant to get rid of the 108 evil desires we each have. And so we cleanse the previous year of past sins. I like that one too. 108 bells. So we would have to count the bell number of bells. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually kind of bells until the stroke of midnight, right? And then once, and then one, right? right so, but you have to midnight. get to the hundred and seven, so you definitely cannot miscount. Can't miscount. No, nope. you have to count back the hundred and seven seconds before Correct. midnight. Right, <laughs> one ring of the bell per, right? per second. Yeah, that's actually that's intense. Oh, that is intense. I like that one. In Colombia, mm-hmm. though, you carry an empty suitcase around the block on New Year's Eve. And this will bring lots of traveling to your life. Oh, I'm I'm there. I'm doing this Ooh, one. Oh, we need to Wait, do well, this. Well, let's do this oh one. Yeah, let's do this one. This one, this one. Okay, seems- I'm getting all the kids. Give the kids a suitcase, husband. Right. Let's go. Let's go. Around the block, everybody. Let's go. We're going let's around jog. the block. New Year's yep. jog. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. We're taking a jog with the empty suitcase. In Italy, <laughs> there's a tradition of wearing red underwear. On New Year's Eve, mm. wearing red okay. under their clothes is meant to bring about a new baby during the new year. Oh, <laughs> okay. But nice. Also in Italy, you'll see lentils as part of the New Year celebrations. Lentils are a little mini edible lucky coins. So if you eat them as part of the New Year's Eve meal, you'll have some luck next year. I'm still trying to okay, think. I'm so. still on the wearing the underwear, as you could tell. I'm still thinking about that one. Wearing red underwear yes. and eating lunch. Yes. And have great luck and, you know. Babies. A baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Wonderful. In other words, if you're not up for that, boy, make sure neither you nor your honey are wearing red. No, definitely not. <laughs> On New Year's no. Eve. No. Right. Now, in Brazil, people toss white flowers into the sea and they light candles as offerings for the water deity Yemoja. She controls the seas and can bring blessings for the new year. So you can see white flowers floating near the shore. How pretty is that? Isn't that nice? Oh, wow. That's yeah, I really, love that. I love that. And, you know, I love, well, any mention of a, like a flower, you know me, I'm just like, oh, oh yes, that's just yes. lovely. But that's just the, the thought of like, you know, clouds of white flowers floating. Yeah, on the, but still, it's just that water. whole, so pretty. it's just the whole mm -hmm. process of white. Yeah. It's like that pure cleansing. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I can I can just imagine it. Nice. Yeah, we have a pool, so we'll just put it in the pool. <laughs> just put it in the pool. I fancy. In Ireland, here we are. We live it. We live in Miami. We should make it to the water. We right? should, but Year's unfortunately, unfortunately this. for me, it just never happens. I'm either not it here or it's just not no. close enough to the water to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. And in yeah. Ireland, a tradition is for single women to go to sleep with a spring of mistletoe under their pillow on new year's eve this is so that mm. they can find their future husband in the new year oh ah. or maybe they'll just dream of them <laughs> wow okay those are fun those are well fun. those are fun well actually you know what if you know of any single women you could just give them that as an idea so that they can participate right. that they're participating in this irish tradition of celebrating new year's eve there you go. Right? There you go. Um, so for us, Zenit, we actually celebrate the a German tradition of Christmas. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the season actually kicks off with St. Nicholas or St. Nicholas on the night of December the 5th. And what that is, is that's where children eagerly await for his arrival of St. Nicholas because, and often there's also, um, he's, well, why don't we just say he's depicted as like the kind bishop in his red robe. And then we have mm -hmm. another one that he rewards well-behaved children with gifts. However, he comes with a twist. And okay. thanks to his companion, Krampus. And Krampus, he's the menacing horned figure, joins St. Nicholas on December the 5th. And his role is to scare and punish naughty children. Adding an element of mystery and mischief to the holiday season. So on the evening of December the 6th, many German families, mine included, still to this day, we celebrate Nikolaus Tag, which is Nicholas Day, by placing cleaned boots or shoes outside their bedroom doors so that St. Nicholas can fill them with small gifts, candies, and chocolates. It's a delightful reward for children's good behaviors. Super cute. Yes. And we still do this. We still, we, we, the kids, my girls still put the shoes up because they, Aww. because Saint, they know St. Nicholas is coming. So throughout the whole, the whole, within Germany, there's a lot of like the towns, the cities get, you know, festive with their vibrant decorations. They're also known for the Christmas markets. And we do the lighting, oh, yes. the lighting of the advent wreaths. Um, mm -hmm. That is with the four candles, and it's lit on the, each of the four Sundays leading up to Christmas. Um, and then, of course, we have the uh, pinnacle, which is Christmas Eve, and that's Heiligabend. And so we actually exchange our gifts on Christmas Eve mm -hmm. with, like, you know, a meal, and then we we attend church that night as well. 
Then, the, yeah. then we have, of course, Christmas Day. But in Germany, there's also that they, they called the Zweite, which is the second Christmas, also with St. Stephen's Day. And that's also celebrated on 20, December 26th, which offers another day of, you know, with family gatherings and relaxations. We do not do December the 26th. We just do the Christmas Eve. And then, of course, we do Christmas Day um, when we do the American version as well. So that's like yeah. a combo. What we try to do is we do a combo of the tra- uh, Christmas traditions to create a, how should I say, a magical and memorable holiday season for all. Oh, wonderful. And still to this day. Like, it. yeah. So we do. We That's what we do. What about using it? What do you do? Well, so for the past number of years since I was married, we've been going to Central America every Christmas to spend uh, Christmas there with family. And the tradition for us, for our family, is to we stay up until midnight on Christmas. We go to to Mass first and then come back and have dinner probably around 10 o'clock or so, wait for midnight, and that's when everyone wishes each other Merry Christmas. And that's kind of when the big, you know, big celebration happens. We, we, we welcome, you know, Christmas day together and then everyone goes to sleep and then we get back together again for a Christmas, probably lunch and spend some time together in the afternoon. So it's really for us a Christmas, uh, gathering time. And then for new year's from, for as long as I can remember when we were kids in a couple of different countries, even, we would go outside with uh, pots and pans and wooden spoons. Yep. And we'd bang on the bang pots on and the pans, pans outside and pans. in the streets. Oh my gosh, right you midnight, did that? Right? Isn't, that, Isn't that, fun? that fun? That's yes. fun. Yes. Yes. Every year, for years and years and years. And I started thinking about, well, why do we do that? And it's because traditionally, the sounds of bang, 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 bang is meant to scare away the, yes. the, the bad the things, bad right? Things. The, Correct. The evil yep. from last year mm-hmm. and to welcome the good things. Yes. So you're scaring away all the evil spirits. And so that's why we would normally bang, bang, bang. And I wonder if that's how, you know, fireworks is also not just a celebration, but the sound of the fireworks maybe also was meant to create the sound to whatever, you know, scare off evil spirits, that kind of thing. Right. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Right. I don't know. You know, it's like interesting to think about why those things happen. I just thought, oh, we go outside and bang, bang, bang to celebrate. But it wasn't about that. Like initially. Right. The thought was, hey, we need sound to scare away bad things. So yes, I, I love that. So now all of these traditions, if you notice, are meant to leave the old past behind to cleanse and to move forward because better things are ahead, right? So please break your dishes and your pomegranates and also break old habits and develop new organizing habits for the new year. Yes. So, yes, that is what we want all for everyone, right? And that is what Zena and I work towards every single day as well. Thanks for joining us today for this fun little episode. Please leave us a quick review. Reviews help others find our podcast. And follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss a new episode. Remember that a new episode comes out every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. Join us again next week when we'll be back with more organizing ideas and tips. Until next week.